This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No, and I think I think a couple of stats to back that up is, you know, you're 23 games into the season, and the Bruins only have four one goal games in 23, four one goal games. And obviously the majority of those, if not all of them, uh, maybe all but one are, are victories. So it's just, and you know, they're plus 44 overall uh, in goal differential, which is insane. I mean, uh, New Jersey, who everybody talks about New Jersey, they're plus 36. So you're, you're eight better than even New Jersey in, in goal differential. And then after New Jersey, it's a severe drop off to the, to the third team overall, which is Toronto. I'm talking in the Eastern conference and they're 13, they're plus 13. So it's, you want to talk about stacking up. Nobody, nobody right now has, has the depth, the structure and the work ethic and just the, the chemistry that the Bruins have right now. It, it's, it's insane. I mean, look, Let's keep it to the Eastern Conference, right? It's easy to talk about Colorado because they were the game tonight, and you're going to see them again next week. And you got Vegas on Monday, and you got Vegas again following that. Um, then you got Arizona sandwiched in. So you got a bit of a West Coast slate of games here. But you keep it to the Eastern Conference. You look at these Eastern Conference teams. I mean, New Jersey, and you and I talked about this last week um, or the other day, but the Bruins play the Devils for the first two times this year, later this month. And they're, the Bruins play the Devils in New Jersey twice in a five-day stretch. In between that is a Senators game. The Bruins are going to Ottawa to play the Senators. My point is they play the Devils on the second of two separate back-to-backs in Newark in a five-day stretch, which is just the most very silly, very silly scheduling. But we'll see how they stack up against New Jersey, even with those those um, you know conditions going in. But the Eastern Conference, we all know about. We know Toronto's story. We know we know we know that they're top heavy. We know that they have ghosts against Boston. They're not they're not they're not great defensively. We saw them. We just saw them play Tampa twice. Tampa, despite their winning pedigree, they don't have the depth anymore to match up with Boston on paper. We saw them play Carolina. Carolina, I would argue, has pretty good depth, but they lack star power. Um, you know, and then you get down to the Islanders and Pittsburgh, and it's Detroit and the Rangers. I'm telling you, it's it's the Bruins conference to to lose far and away. Um, the Bruins have the depth, but they have the star power. A lot a lot of teams have one or the other. The Bruins, they have both. And the other team, when healthy, that has that, you just saw them play tonight. Granted, they were injured. But you mentioned it last podcast, Scott. Vegas, I don't think, is too banged up. So we should see a pretty pretty good match on Monday when, when they come to town. So... Man, they th- this Bruins team has it all, and it's kind of what we talked about last episode, where it's like, yes, I'm expecting them to win. I'm expecting them to 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 go, go to the finals for sure. The Bruins, I'll put it this way, Scott, and I'll throw it back to you. The Bruins, on paper and on the ice, are far and away through 23 games, and I don't see it slowing down. The best team in the Eastern Conference, therefore, if they don't represent their conference in the Cup Finals somewhere along the way. 
they will have had to have choked. Barring some injury to season-ending injury to a key player like that I don't know about right now, but based off what we've seen, this is their conference to uh, to lose, and, and they're playing it like it every single night. Yeah, and obviously injuries can always be the great equalizer. Like all, all it takes is, you know, God forbid, like a Bergeron or a Pasternak or McAvoy. Like one of those guys goes down and it changes an awful lot. But you're right. Like take that out of it because you can't predict that for any team. Just saying, you know, healthy or very close to it. Uh, yeah, that they sh- they are and should be the best team in the Eastern Conference. And yeah, like there's there's a trade deadline. Teams teams will make moves, but you know, everyone's tied up against the Cavs. It's not like anyone's going out and adding like two eight million dollar players. Like someone might be able to fit one of them in in like some sort of trade where salaries retained or whatever. Um, you know, we'll see if like something ends up happening with Patrick Kane. Like that's still a huge name that's possibly gonna be out there. But um yeah, like no one's gonna be able to add enough where it's like Oh, they just overtook the Bruins and the Bruins might have enough space to like add a depth piece if they need it. You know, right now you're like, you're like, I mean, like they don't even need anything, but we'll see where they are come trade deadline. They might need, you know, another defenseman if say like Jacob Zaboro still hasn't picked it up or, you know, Mike Riley's gone by then or Strawman's not back or whatever. Um, but like they'll they'll probably have the space to be able to add like one piece. It probably won't be a star or anything. But uh, yeah, you know it's it, like it, it feels weird like having this conversation because it's like man, it, like it's still so far off. You know, we're still only twenty three games in, like a little over a quarter quarter of the season. But to your point, it, it's like what you know how much is going to drastically change between now and then, like what no one's add no one's getting back like four great players where it's like oh well we haven't even seen anything close to to their best team and for the bruins you know if you're looking for like reasons to think they're going to fall off or whatever like what would they even be like you know what i mean like who's who's way overperforming that's going to fall off a cliff like i, I think linus allmark is a really good goalie now do i think he's gonna win the triple crown because right now he is he leads the nhl and wins save percentage and goals against average no he might not quite do that but i don't know <laughs> like maybe he will he, he just keeps rolling so who knows um you know ambus lindholm's offense production has dipped a little which i think we all knew it would at some point you know he he's never been like a 60 point scorer but He's still playing really good hockey. Um, you know, who who else? Like, okay, Connor Clifton's had a breakout season. I don't see any reason that can't continue. Uh, Felino's been much better than last year. Okay, but Felino looks like how he used to look. So that could absolutely be there to stay. The top guys we know are great. Like, they, they've done it plenty throughout their careers. So you look around and it's like, uh, all right. So if you, if you think if you're still looking for like a reason to not believe or be hesitant or whatever, like what would you point to and be like, well, that can't, can't keep up because 
yeah, we all know like the record wise, like, yeah, they're not going to go at a 20 and three pace all season and finish, you know, whatever that would put them at like 70 and 13 or something. But, um, but just in terms of like quality of the team uh, up and down the lineup, there's no reason to think that it can't more or less continue. Like, like there is, there's nothing that you can point to right now and be like, oh, well, that's super fluky. And to that point, Scott, like the Bruins are 20 and three. They're plus 44 in goal differential. You know, they have the number one offense in the league, I think. I should double check that. Yeah, but with, do. But, number one offense, number one defense, number three power play, number two penalty kill. With all that said, right? So with all those accolades you just mentioned, and, and they're at the top of the league in just about every category, you know that they only have three players on the roster that are averaging over a point per game. It's Pasternak, Marshand, and McAvoy. So when you when you pose the question like who's overperforming to such a level where it's unrealistic to expect it to continue, nobody. The guys that are over a point per game are the guys that you expect to, and everybody else is just chipping in. I mean, Bergeron, 20 points. Krejci, 19 points in 20 games. Uh, Lindholm, 18 points. DeBrusque, 17. Hall, 16. Zaka, 16. Felino 13. Um, McAvoy, 12. Coyle, 10. Frederick, 9. Cl- like Clifton, 8. Greer, 7. Like The list goes on. Everybody, like, everybody's pitching in. And, and when I say pitching in, I mean just that. They're pitching in. Like they're not, they're not going crazy over the top, and they're not – they're not giving you nothing like the guy, like we talk about, we're going to talk about Trent Frederick in a minute, but like you talk about Trent Frederick and or Nick Felino, and it, it feels like they're contributing at a pace at which they can't keep up, but that's only because we're so used to them giving us essentially nothing, right? Like nine points for Frederick, 13 for Felino in 23 games or so, depending on if a few of them missed a game. I think actually, I think, I think Frederick did miss a couple and Felino may have missed one or so. Maybe not. But regardless, uh, to your point, like everybody's just doing what they're supposed to do, not to pull a Bill Belichick phrase because, you know, it's not going too hot for Bill right now. But um, everybody's just doing their job. And uh, it's it's not unrealistic to expect these individual individual paces to continue um, at all. I mean, the only guys that are over a point per game are the guys that have the talent to be over a point per game. It's it's simple. Um so yeah, it's it's great to see, and you know, Pashnak gets a couple more goals tonight. Both of them were beautiful in their own ways. Uh, one time on the power play, and then a, a very very nifty silky breakaway goal. Um, that's so that gets him to I want to say sixteen goals in the year. He's top five in both scoring and um, goals. So he's 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 playing great, and then everybody else is just slotting in perfectly. I mean, it's 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 fascinating. I guess I guess this is probably. A good good time to bring up Trent Frederick. Um, yeah, just quick quickly before you do, when you were just running through the numbers, when you said Coil ten, I was like, really? That's it? Like, like that's one player where I'm like, I feel like he's better than maybe what those numbers would show. Like he, I think Coil's had a really strong season, and you know, part of that's probably like he's not playing second power play anymore, so it's all going to be five on five. But he's contributing in other ways. Like he's taking more. D zone shifts than he has in the past. And he's definitely killing penalties a lot more. Like he's it's either, either him or no sick or number one on the team. 
uh, among forwards and in, in penalty kill time. So, um, yeah, like he, he, he's having a really good season and, uh, you know, I think has been good offensively and it's like, you know, and those numbers don't even really, don't even really pop for coil. Um, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because you're totally right. That, that is a little bit surprising to see him only have six goals and four assists. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, 10 points in 23 games is, you know, it's, it's fine, but you're right though. Like I, in my mind, he's been one of their, I think he's been doing, I think he's been playing his role for this team as well as anybody else in their role for this team, maybe except for like, you know, the goaltender and, um, you know, your leading scorer and your top defenseman. But like Charlie Coyle, he's added, he has added a uh, an element of, of I don't want to say grit because he's always been a hard worker. I guess he's added an edge to his game. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, He's getting involved after whistles, not in an over-the-top way, just in like a he's not taking shit from anybody type way. It's um, he's really he's really he's really thriving in this role right now. Um, he's using his size in every way possible. He's holding on to pucks. He's playing confident. Um, he he's a he's a player to be reckoned with out there, and, and it's really encouraging to see because when you have that kind of size, I mean, I think off the ice, Charlie Coyle is probably as nice of a person as you'll come across. And um, I think sometimes, you know, I think sometimes your person, your real life personality can, can, you know, slip into your, into your on ice game just because that's who he is as a person, but he's definitely kind of flipped a bit of a switch and he has a bit of a mean streak this year. And, uh, and he's been playing f- fantastic, I think. Um, and I guess one other comment before we move on to, uh, to, to Frederick, is I do want to mention the fourth line because I don't know if we're going to naturally talk about them much after this game, but the way that this fourth line is playing, they're pl- they, I didn't expect because last year Nosek and Felina were not known for their speed, right? Um, and we and you know AJ Greer wasn't on the team, but not only has AJ Greer as an individual added size and speed through himself, but because Felino is a totally new player, he's playing much faster. And Nosek is playing pretty fast too. Their tempo and physicality as a line, it's not apples to apples, but it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the identity that Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, and Cal Clutterbuck took on in, in 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 on Long Island for a few years there. I mean, they're still together, I think, but I don't know if they're as effective. But they just when they go out there, they play responsible, they play in your face, and they're also capable of scoring. Um so I didn't really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, pleasant surprise, uh, because while AJ Greer is new to this team, we watched no second flute last year, and they weren't, they weren't giving you this. Um, but so anyway, um, Trent Frederick Scott, he's a player we've talked about a lot in the past about, uh, you know, leaving us wanting more, tons of inconsistency. He's been pretty consistent this year, and he's playing with confidence. He's making plays with the puck on his stick. And tonight, I think was the take the goals aside. Did you see him matching Nathan McKinnon stride for stride on, on, on back checking him? Yeah. Now granted McKinnon, McKinnon has a puck on his stick and Frederick's got free strides, but like, man, that was not something that this kid was doing last year. Yeah. And Montgomery talked about that after the game. Like, 
he was asking, you know, like, what's the key frame? Like, is it just moving his feet? And he was like, yeah, like that's, that's pretty much the whole thing. Like when he's moving his feet, he's a really good player. Um, when he's not, you know, he can tend to, he didn't use the word disappear. This is just me talking, but like, we know that, like, you know, when he's, we've seen that Trent Frederick who goes out there and glides around a little bit and can disappear for stretches. Um, that's not what he's doing now. Like he's, whether it's to your point, back checking, whether it's for checking, whether it's puck on a stick, driving the net, like whatever it is, he's, he's moving his feet and he's going places with purpose. And, uh, you know, gets rewarded with the two goals tonight. But like I said earlier, I thought even besides that, he just had a really good game. He nearly set up coil for another goal. Would have been a goal if not for a good glove save from a uh, Pavel Francis, who, by the way, I thought despite giving up five goals, had like a pretty strong game for the Avs, made a lot of good saves. Like that game could have easily gone to seven or eight. I mean, um, they had a lot of, a lot of really good chances. And, yeah, Frederick, it's I think he's definitely one of the players who has benefited from the coaching change because we talked to him after the game and you know like some someone asked like you know where do you feel confident like you know how are you getting that confidence or whatever and he he mentioned you know his line mates first which obviously playing with Coyle and Taylor Hall helps um but then he mentioned the coaching staff he said like Monty's does a good job, but kind of like, you know, building me up, showing me like good things I'm doing or whatever. And it's, you get the sense that that's probably a little bit different of an approach from Bruce Cassidy, who, you know, I don't think Bruce Cassidy wasn't like a tear guys down type coach. I, you know, don't want to exaggerate anything, but I think was more likely to just bluntly point out mistakes and in the heat of the moment on the bench, maybe do do so in you know a pretty harsh way at times um and you know you can say whatever you want about like well players should be able to handle that or whatever and yeah it would be great if every player could um but you think of you know a frederick or a guy like jake debrusque and it seems like that just wasn't the approach for them and you know you can say whatever you want about them but it's they're on the team. So as long as they're here, like you've got to try to find a way to get, get it out of them. And I do think those two guys in particular, but plenty of other guys on the team as well. I just think Montgomery's approach works better for them. And uh, I think you see that in the play for both of them. It's not the only reason why they're having strong seasons. Um, Far from it. They, they both deserve plenty of credit on their own. Um, but I think it's helped. No doubt about it. It's the 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 proof is in the pudding at this point. And uh, you know, obviously I'm a huge Bruce Cassidy fan. I think he's a great coach. Um I do I do believe players need to be held accountable and be held to a certain standard at that at this level. Um but you know, I'm not gonna deny the reality of of that's you know everybody's different and it's you know there's it's just not the world, right? Like the, the reality is there were players that were disgruntled, whether I agree with it or others disagree with it. It doesn't really matter. Like certain players weren't loving, um, you know, the relationship they have with the coach and, and 
they had a bit of a new lease on life. You can, you can take that information and, and have your own opinion about that. Um, but that's just the reality. And, and, and you know, um, I think I saw online somewhere that Trent Frederick is on pace for 20 goals this year. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Cassidy fan. If, if Bruce is here this year, I don't think you're getting that out of Trent Frederick. Um, I think, you know, you also, yeah, I don't know. It's so it, look, I, I don't want, I don't want to sit here and say what success Bruce would or wouldn't have with this team this year. If you were still here, I, it's, it's a silly game to play. So I'm not going to, but there's no doubting that, um, you know, a handful, at least a handful of players are playing, um, you know, a little bit more free. Um, and I, and, and look, I, I think, I think a lot of people can, that have played sports um, throughout at one point in their life uh, may or may not have had, you know, a coach that they weren't too fond of and, um, you know, could only imagine, you know, if, if, if that person wasn't around anymore and it was, it, it would, it would, it would make a difference. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch on Monday when Bruce comes to town. Um, I'm sure both teams will be revved up for that one. Um, not only because they're two of the top teams in the league. Um, but I'll tell you if the <laughs> I mean, Bruce is experienced enough to know the only games that matter in the postseason. Um, I mean, obviously you got to get there, but you know, when it comes to regular season games, you know, this is when he wants to win because you know, if the, if the, if the golden Knights beat Boston and Vegas, that's great. Right. For Vegas, but he wants to beat the Bruins in Boston. Um, no doubt about that one. 